Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Watchmen today. This is a great Saturday afternoon right here on AM Radio 1180 WFYL. You've been with us every day for every Saturday for five years on on this show because you know that we bring you 30 minutes of fast-paced action, folks. Accurate, objective truth at the speed of sound, folks, and it comes at you very quickly. We have a lot going on right now in the world, and we are watching right now Biden making the world more dangerous again. And I want to talk a little bit about what's going on right now in in, uh, in, in Israel and, and how Biden has destroyed more than our country's economy and border security in just three years. I think that's really compelling. And I want to talk a little bit about that because he's compromised our national security, folks. He's placed the world in grave peril. You know, I mean, we've heard Trump say many, many times we're closer to World War III than we've ever been. Well, that's the truth with Biden as president. No, the world has become a much, much more dangerous place. And you got China escalating their military threats against Taiwan and Russia continuing its invasion of the Ukraine. And again, all this going on for years and it's been going on. Okay, you got all this unsettledness going on. You know, the latest war that was launched by the Palestinian terrorist organization led into southern Israel and the Jewish holiday of Shemai as uh, to Rezet. Uh, the, the latest reports indicate that there's almost a thousand people dying with scores of Israeli citizens and military personnel taken hostage and more than 2,200 are injured. Hamas attacked by land, by sea, and by air with armed terrorists using paragliders to cross into the country. And according to Israeli defense officials, at least 2,500 rockets were fired by Hamas. And according to Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, Israel is now at war for the first time since 73. And the horrific war exchange, the horrific war happened one month after Biden released five Iranian prisoners. I mean, this is what you're seeing right now in the weakness of America. Right? You see a weak, a weak president releasing Iranian, Iranian prisoners and also $6 billion as he strong arms uh, South Korea to release a $6 billion of frozen funds to the Iranian regime. I'm just curious to see I'd like to listen to the phone call that he had with the with the South Korean president. I wonder if there's any quid pro quo there. I wonder if that was the perfect call, uh, you know, as he's strong arming the South Koreans to release the six billion dollars in frozen frozen assets. But while the money supposedly reserved for humanitarian purposes, it's ludicrous for all of us to believe that the Iranians are going to follow these limitations. You know, in fact, the Iranian president. Rossi told NBC News that they're going to spend the money wherever they need it and however they need it. I mean, that's what they said. They're going to do what they think is best. Well, even if the $6 billion transfer can be limited to humanitarian purposes, it's going to allow them to dedicate other resources to terrorism. This is what any fifth grader understands. Even if they say, well, we won't dedicate anything with that $6 billion. Well, what they're going to do is they're going to put that $6 billion on other things. It's going to free up other money that they can use to resource their terrorist activities. You know, Iran has always been the latest benefactor for Hamas. I mean, contributing 70% of the terrorist group's overall financing. That's the truth. And, you know, and according to the, and that's the truth I don't think you're hearing anywhere else. I think we're all wondering what, you know, how do they, how does Hamas get their money? Well, they get it from Iran and they contribute 70% of that terrorist group's overall funding. And there was a Wall Street Journal report that said the attack in Israel was coordinated with this, with the Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps, which gave final approval for the assault at a meeting in Beirut last week. 
Thus, Israel was invaded by Hamas only due to the planning and financial support provided by Iran. You know, during the Trump administration, Iran was under constant pressure. You know, um, you know our our country, our country. I mean, Trump took us out of the absurd nuclear deal known as the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action. Why don't we call that Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action a Joint Comprehensive Plan of Inaction? Okay. Uh, you know, he 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 got us out of it. The, the horrible nuclear deal with Iran, and not only that, he put significant sanctions on Iran's oil exports, limiting the funds that could be used for terrorism. You know, Trump also ordered the military strike that killed Soleimani, Qasem Soleimani. He was the leader of Iran's most powerful Quds force of the Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps. Now, I mean, this is a guy who was, you know, head up there, and, you know, he, he made terrorist activities happen. Soleimani was described as the architect of the nearly every of, of nearly every significant operation by Iranian intelligence and military forces of the past twenty years, and his death was considered a staggering blow to the Iranian regime. But unfortunately, this pressure was not continued by Obiden. So Obiden gets in there, he says, "We got way too much pressure going on in Iran. Let's do something." Okay, so let's renew our. We renew our nuclear deal with uh, with Iran. Let's rejoin them that discussion, and then um, you know let's just sanction. Let's relax over the sanctions. So, why would O Biden do that? Why would he relax sanctions on Iran on their oil sales, and why would he want to rejoin the nuclear talks, the nuclear deal? Why would he do that? Okay, because I guess he wants a stronger Iran. Okay. Because all of it resulted in significant increases in oil sales and additional revenue for the regime of $30 billion. So what it did do is it added money to Iran's coffers and helped them further resource their, uh, you know, basically fund their 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 efforts to build their resources there. Thanks to Biden, Iran was flush with cash. So who was flush with cash? Oh, the world's largest state sponsor of terrorism was flush with cash. That's who was flush with cash. And they're undoubtedly going to use that new windfall to continue pursuing nuclear weapons developed to pursue terrorist groups such as Hamas. I mean, we know that's a fact, too. You know, all Biden, with Joe Biden as president, then, then you know, we, we, we now have a war in Ukraine. Okay, we have war in Israel. And we have potential war in Taiwan. And from the first day of, of, of Biden's administration, Biden exhibited weakness, which invites war. As we, you know, as we, we like to point out, what's interesting is, you know, we know weakness invites people to, to to pick on you, to storm on you. I mean, what they what do they tell people to how do you defeat a bully? You stand up to the bully, okay? The lesson we've learned from since childhood is that, okay? The lesson we've learned, the world should have learned from British Prime Minister Neville Chamberlain when nineteen thirty eight when he said, I'll give you I'll get, told Hitler, I'll give him Czechoslovakia and a plate or anything later, if if Hitler will promise to peace in our time. And, uh, you know, he was so thrilled that he, we now have peace in our time, okay, Neville Chamberlain was so thrilled, well, what, there wasn't any peace. Okay, shortly after his, his, his giving away Czechoslovakia and a player renamed later, the, the Germans player renamed later was when they stormed into Poland, okay? You know, folks, in contrast, peace is accomplished through strength, and the world witnessed that the philosophical uh, differences between you know weakness and strength and how what ushers in peace the world saw that philosophy and action during the administration of Ronald Reagan you know Reagan's policies helped bring down the evil empire that 
the, 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 the Berlin Wall fell, okay, because of Reagan and his policies. And that resulted in 400 million people being freed without a shot being fired. You know, Trump adopted similar peace through strength policies, folks. He did. I mean, during his administration, I mean, under Trump, he had the United States did not enter any new wars. That's the truth. We were in no wars for four years. And I think there's so many people in the military industrial complex hated Trump for that. Okay. Trump strengthened our military while maintaining lines of communication with our adversaries. That's just the bottom line. He developed a strong military, developed a strong economy, and he maintained lines of communication with our adversaries. He had a direct line with Kim Jong-un in North Korea. Okay, he spoke with Vladimir Putin frequently and believed it was important to have that relationship with him because the country possesses all those nuclear weapons. And then Trump, you know, Trump also, um, you know, tr Trump was also, Trump, Trump was also, uh, you know, meeting with t China, and, and China did not terrorize Taiwan. We know that, too. You know, prior to Trump's term in office, we all remember what happened when Russia invaded Crimea in 2014. And Trump comes into office, and Trump leaves office, and Russia invades Ukraine. You think there's a correlation here? That Russia's uh, colonialist movement, okay, into, into the Ukraine and Crimea, occurred under Democrats, socialists, communists. But under Trump, America first, he didn't, it didn't happen. While Trump was president, folks, Russia did not invade anybody. That's the truth. And while Trump was president, China wasn't terrorizing Taiwan. In fact, he imposed significant sanctions on China and began the process of returning manufacturing and jobs to our country. He was the first president in modern history to take a firm stance towards Chinese communists. You know, in the Middle East, Trump accomplished a miracle with the Abraham Accords. We all remember that. It involved a series of treaties establishing diplomatic relations between Israel and four Arab countries, Morocco, Bahrain, United Arab Emirates, and Sudan. And this should have resulted in Trump winning the Nobel Peace Prize, but no, he was overlooked by the same organization that bestowed the award on Barack Hussein Obama for doing nothing. You know, there was peace, folks, throughout the world while Trump was president because dictators and terrorists respect strength. Enemies of peace are reluctant to advance their acts of violence while a strong American president is in power. This is what we know and understand. And sadly, it's all changed when the feeble Joe Biden became president. He, today, the United States has an open border with a depleted military. We have that. And it's running low on ammunition. Right out of Joe Biden's mouth, he said that. We're running low on ammunition. The basic equipment, anyway, we, our basic equipment is running down and we're unable to meet recruitment goals. People aren't looking to join. You know, when he got up there and he said we have systemic racism in the military, I wonder if he affected in an adverse way our military recruitment because people don't want to go there. I don't know. I, I don't know. I certainly think that, you know, it's interesting when, when a, when a company is run by a, a really good leader, people want to work for that leader. That's the truth. Um, when a country is run by a really good leader, people want to work for that leader and fight for that leader in a military. I think when people respect the president, they're willing to work and fight for that president. That That's why they join the military. But as incompetent, mediocre Joe Biden leading the United States, we got war raging in, in Israel for the first time in 50 years. And the world is spiraling out of control, folks. And our military is not able to meet recruitment goals. Okay? And we do lack ammunition and basic equipment right now.
these are things that we can see. You know, the fact is, right now, this country is in dire straits. And, you know, we have a void. We have a, an empty void in, in, in Washington right now with somebody claiming to be the president of the United States. But uh, he doesn't know which, day, which side of the stage to get off on. Okay? What's also interesting is that you have you have Wink and Blink and Nod telling Israel right now that, that they that they need to get into an immediate ceasefire. I think that's very compelling. I mean, so he's trying to tell them to get into a ceasefire right now, just before they attack and just before they punish those that attack then. So while Hamas's attacks have wind down, now the ceasefire must now we're now we're recommending ceasefires to Israel. Well of course they're not listening to that. Okay. I mean you've got You've got some of these people and in, in a lot of these Democrats right now in Washington are endorsing the Hamas butchering of Jewish civilians. No, they're not exactly saying that, but you can see it. We see it going on right now in our universities. You see, you see these these parades going on, people celebrating, if you will, Hamas, um, the savagery with these people and executing, raping, and beheading Jewish people, mutilating their bodies. But see, right now you got right now Hamas is hoping to shock the Israeli government into voluntary commitment to suicide. I mean, that's what they're looking to do, okay? Because I, I think what's happening right now is they're embracing themselves. They know what's going to happen. But this reign of death has become a touchstone, an acid test of sorts, revealing an utter amorality of of who these people are and the enemies we have in this country. What you're seeing right now, the inaction you're seeing right now. But the statements and the side that people are taking right now, okay, it's sort of like an acid test for what these people are. This is an acid test for the Democrats right now, okay. In past that the Amer the, the in past time that that Americans deal, you know, I think it's past time that we deal with these medieval world actions, if you will, this medieval these medieval actions that were taken this past week. I think Americans need to stop the illegal immigration. We have to restore our southern border. We have to cease all immigration and unhinged nation, hostile nations. We've got to make sure that doesn't happen. I think that has to happen, too. So, you know, securing our southern border is really where it's at. You look at what's going on right now, the cost of illegal immigration. But we have border rules and border policies and border laws, immigration laws that are not being adhered to. We have a commander-in-chief right now who is not enforcing the laws. Our, our open borders are the result of their choice. They they want us to have an open border. They want our borders to be wide open. They're trying to flood us with illegal immigration. I don't understand it other than they're trying to destroy the workforce of this country or they're trying to destroy the constructs. I don't know what they're doing or what they're trying to do. You know, Teddy Roosevelt made a comment back in nineteen the 1900s when he was president. He made a comment. He said to all those Europeans, the millions of Europeans that were coming over, to this country. He said, welcome to this country. If you're coming over to be American, we welcome you. He said, if you're coming over to be European, stay where you're at. You don't need to come here to be European, stay in Europe. So what we need to be saying to the to the uh, to to all Im- illegal immigrants that are coming over here, get in line and follow the rules. I mean, and, and work permits, we can do things like that with people, but my bottom line is, we need to let people into this country legally. We need legal immigration, not illegal immigration. We certainly need to get rid of sanctuary city laws. Right now, we've got we've got thousands of people coming over the southern border right now that are terror watch lists. Now, this is what we have happening, and it's really uh, it's 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 it is past time that we deal with this, and 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 we just have to deal with this. 
you have to accept the fact that in the last three years, so Biden and his serial of his serial American impeachment abroad, disunity, disunity at home, and social chaos have encouraged an entire host of enemies, which are include China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, Middle East, uh, you know, uh, Middle East uh, terrorist regimes like Iran and others like that, uh, and former friends like Turkey and Qatar. I mean. It's 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 encouraging them to to step up their actions against us. Our enemies dream of doing this to us. What we just saw in Israel. I mean, our, our we that is the truth. We got people that want to destroy us, and we just saw this happening. This is really horrible. What happened here in Israel? It's really horrible, and I just think that as a world right now, we're we're looking at this and we're wondering what is going on, you know. And we got Biden making the world more dangerous. And none were being spared, none at all. None were spared at all, okay? And that's just the truth of it. I want to get into what's going on right now with the with the speakership race. And Jim Jordan looks like he might be the speaker. I think Kevin McCarthy believes he's got to be the speaker. I know Trump endorsed Jim, Dor- Jim Jordan. Um, he, he's going to win the speaker's nomination. And I think that's compelling. And of course, um, I, at least I hope he does. I think Jim Jordan would be a good speaker. I think he'll be a good speaker. You know, what we need is a speaker that's going to stand up to the Democrats. We need a speaker that's going to usher in a new a new Republican president next year. I think guys like Jim Jordan are going to make that happen. See, Jim Jordan is going to be very difficult for guys like O'Fiden to work with because Jim Jordan is going to call out the fact that we have incredible out of spinning, spinning out of control debt. You know, what I think upsets so many Republicans is that they didn't get a balanced budget. Okay. But what they wanted was border security. They wanted to, they wanted to, they, they had a negotiation worked out and, and there was nothing. And so they passed something without the negotiation being adhered to what they negotiated for. Whatever it was, it put McCarthy out of a job. And we got, um, you know, they're, they're just, the, Dem- the Democrats are summoning their members to Washington to anticipate a possible vote. Because this is what's going on. They want to bring this to the full, the full, fl- the full floor, if you will. And uh, it's going to be interesting. He's going to do some arm twisting, but I think he'll be fine. At least I hope so. I think he'll be fine. And uh, you know, we just got to realize what's you know what's happening in the in the top news, if you will, and what's what's happening all all around the uh, right now in Washington. Which what's what they're seeing right now, and what they're looking at the Democrats or an organizing Republican Party that is getting ready for a real real fight next year. They, this is what they're saying. I think that there's no question about it. Um, you know, the, and of course, they're, they're all watching, I think, the, the gathering strong because Russia's been attacking in uh, Ukraine. And, and of course, this has been going on Iran and is now his terrorist partners and they're attacking Israel. This is what's going on. The world's beginning to look a lot like the 1930s when Japan attacked and overmatched and overrun China and Nazi Germany. Then it went after Soviet Union and Poland. You know, this is what's going on. We got people right now that want war, okay? And I think, you know, we, we just have to realize this is the this is the the gloom cloud that's coming in. I mean, we're supporting a we're supporting actions in the Ukraine when the Ukraine has no soldiers left to fight. Why are we there fighting? Why are we forcing the Ukraine to make make medicine in a war they've already lost? Why are we sending mis why are we sending that mixed messages to China? Why are we doing that? Why? Why did we provoke Putin in the first place? Why are we provoking China? It. Why are we allowing this in the in the Middle East? We didn't see this coming. You know what's interesting is you wonder 
of all the intelligence we have on the ground, you wonder how we didn't see this coming, how we didn't see this, how, how they kept this chatter from us. What are they busy doing in this country? Why are our intelligence people missing this terrorist action, this terrorist attack? How do they miss that? You know, you would think that they would catch it. I think it's because they're watching so many Americans right now. I think they're trying to crawl through the bank accounts of, of Americans right now. They, I don't know what it is. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I think that they're busy surveilling stuff that they shouldn't be surveilling, and they're, they're not surveilling people they should be. Why they're not watching these terrorists, they know who these cells are. They know who these people are. You know, you can't tell me they didn't see this coming. They didn't see this buildup coming. I'm amazed that they, they let this happen. But this is incompetency. This is what mediocrity looks like. And we're getting a full, a full frontal view of this. Mediocrity is, is okay as long as nothing bad happens, like in like the Hawaiian fires, okay, the Hawaii fires in Hawaii. Okay, we had a meritocracy put out the fire in Chicago in 1871 in 24 hours. You know, a 2,200-acre a a fire in Chicago that burned 15,000-plus buildings. And then we had a mediocrity take 10 days to put out a 2,200-acre fire in Hawaii that burned a little over 2,000 buildings. When we can do the math on this, we can figure this out. But a mediocrity took 10 days to do what a meritocracy took 10 days to do. Well, we're seeing this right now. When you have a mediocrity leading the free world, okay, they're, they're missing a lot of what's happening. And they, they missed what, what happened, I think, and allowed this to happen. And then you've got Wink and Blinken and Nod and you know, Biden agreeing with Turkey that there needs to be a ceasefire in Israel. You know, where is all this coming from? Why, why, why all of a sudden the ceasefire? Now that Hamas is done with their attacks, we need a ceasefire just before it, just before Israel issues their punishment. I can tell you right now, Israel is going to take out Hamas, and they probably already told Biden and Blinken, 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 and not. They've already told these people, "Don't bother us. We're going to take these people. We're going to decimate these people. We're going to." We're going to eliminate. We're going to eliminate these terrorist organizations. When we're done, they will no longer exist. This is what they're being. We're telling these people, and I can tell you right now that this is making the Democrats very uneasy right now because they don't want. They 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 know that the country, this country, is in, is completely outraged over the pictures of these babies being beheaded and these women being pillaged and raped and assaulted by these by these troops and murdered women, babies and old people i mean you know this is what's amazing this is what we're seeing the world's seen it the world is outraged people are not happy and people are just really looking to allow israel to to do what they have to do to protect itself and and i'm going to tell you folks i think the americans right now woke up to this i think this israeli war is going to take precedent over the ukrainian war right now in the eyes and hearts of americans i mean this is something that biden didn't anticipate this is going to become the priority. Support Israel, who's at war with these terrorists. Support them. You know, support Israel. This is their 9-11. This is what Benjamin Netanyahu said. This is their 9-11. Yeah, you know, this is this is their this is their calling of nationalism. This is their protecting their homeland. Folks, we're going to defeat evil. Evil has to be defeated. You have to understand that. Evil has to be defeated. We have to defeat evil. And I just think that we have to realize this is what goes on all the time. Okay, and we have we have to realize that again when you're looking at that that what what happens in a in a in a in a in a hopeless world, okay, a hopeless world in a world where you know depraved world. This is what you see. You see acts of complete carnage, ghastly acts on social media everywhere.
And folks, this is where we're at today. And most people in our culture who even believe in heaven, okay, but most people that believe in heaven, most people in our culture today are seeing for the first time some ghastly acts that they never thought they'd see ever. And we're seeing history relived all over again. Folks, we have to leave it there. I want to thank all of our listeners for taking the time for being with us today. Thanks for spending your Saturday afternoon, 30 minutes of it, right here with us on AM Radio 1180 WFYL. Thanks for seeing with, spending time with us, folks. See you next week on The Watchman, folks. I'm Clay Brees. Goodbye for now.